sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Tom Sides. And that is Sean Sides. How's it going? Not too bad, man. Um, so I'm in another place again. <laughs> I'm back in Montreal. Uh, uh, out of nowhere, the company is all like, hey, we're really short staff in Montreal. So hey, anyone from C stations, if you want to come help out, we'll give you like accommodations and extra money. Just like, <laughs> please help us. And so I was like, fuck it. I used to live there. I'll do it. So I'm in Montreal for the month and hopefully this will be all exciting and fun stuff. It's kind of cool that you get the opportunity to like, you know, travel within your company like that if you choose to do so. Right. Yeah. I mean, it made sense. Like I don't have to worry about a hotel accommodation. So like, that's nice. Yeah. And then like all the per diem I'm going to get for, you know, like having to be here is just going to be like, Oh, thank you for this mom cook. But thank you. Yeah, for sure. Definitely set up the upcoming summer a little bit nicer, having some extra playroom. Yeah, so that's that's looking pretty good for me. Awesome. That's sweet, man. It's nothing yeah. like being home for a bit too, right? You got your friends set up there and your fa- bit of family there too, right? So- you know what, man? I couldn't begin to tell you how much like I needed a night out with like friends. Like, like I got to know people in New Brunswick and stuff, but last night I got I went to like the local watering hole where we used to like we we're normally going and just to sit across the table from like my buddies Marty, Andrew, Zach and Addie was just fucking so neat. Like I just needed that and it was nice. And yeah. we all had a couple of drinks and then everyone's just shooting the shit, catching up because it seems like we all haven't been in the same room together for like a, quite some time. So it was just like, I don't know, it was like a much needed nice night out. It's hard with like, you know, the last couple of years being locked down with COVID and stuff like that, right? It's you've, we've missed out on a lot of that time in the last two years and you being in transition through a lot of that time of like, you know, moving back and forth and coming here, going there. It's You miss out on some of that needed like R&R time, I guess you could call it with your friends, you know? Yeah, it's just a, like, it's a, like an important way to blow off steam to tell you the truth. Like. Yeah. And I just fucking needed it. I can't even begin to tell you how much I needed it. Um, For sure. And then it was just nice to be across from everybody. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a nice time. And then uh, I had dinner at my buddy Zach's last night. His family put together like a nice like roast beef. It was fucking delicious. And then we just caught up, watched hockey, and had a time. Nice. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's just nice being in people's presence. You know, I always jokingly call it my council of bros. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to meet up with your council and, uh, you know, just shoot the shit, sit across from each other. You guys have like the, when you're in the same wavelength of people and you're really close with them, you need that wavelength to be accessed sometime. You know, it's nice meeting new people. It's nice making new friends with their different wavelengths, usually than people who've known you for years and you've bounced off back and forth and they've, they know you. Right. Yeah, exactly. You need those guys. Like, and like, you know, like I, like I made my choices. Like I chose to gallivant all over the fucking country, but like whenever I come home and you sit with those guys, it's just fuck. It was, it was nice. It was welcoming, very welcoming experience. Oh, I'm happy for you. It's nice to have those moments in life. Yeah. Um, 
So I got a very welcome text from you the other night after we recorded last week. I get a text. So I finished Peacemaker. Fucking, yeah. You banged out eight episodes. You just not do anything that day. You just banged out all eight. Uh, I started like when did I text you Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, we recorded on the Friday. I think you texted me Saturday night. Yeah, so I I started like that night. I watched, pounded out like three. Crystal went to bed early, and I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I'm gonna stay up till three in the morning." <laughs> really? <laughs> so was, eh? You just stayed yeah, up late watching? Yeah, all so of them. I was just watching. I watched three of them that night, I think, and then the next day I was like, "Yeah, so I'm kind of into the show now, and I kind of need to finish it." So Crystal watched through most of the rest of it with me. How'd she like it? She thought it was interesting too. Like obviously her first like entry into it was like similar to mine. Like this is weird as fuck and but what the hell? And then you just you can't stop watching. Now I gotta ask you one important question. Did you skip the theme song? No, I didn't. never once, eh? No, I didn't. I didn't do it for you. <laughs> I would have probably have skipped it, but you were so adamant. Like I, I love it and I don't skip it. So I was like, if I'm gonna give this the full go through for Thomas, I need to sit and watch the entire fucking thing. And it's you know, it was kind of silly. Like that's, that's I, what it's amazing. It's this ridiculous choreographed dance to hair metal. Yeah, I liked it. Every I have character to take that my, has like four, like more than five lines, and it's just ridiculous. I take my hats off to the casting department because peacemakers a doofus yeah. you know like the characters a doofus and so they found the perfect type of person to cast as a doofus which i can appreciate and well i don't know not. like but you, you, the character had fucking range right like like he was this entertaining and like really bro kind of guy but at the same time like holy fuck he has feelings and range and like, <laughs> he was like learning feelings it felt like uh, he was a doofus for sure but uh, i mean they they fucking cast a wrestler to play him so it was fucking perfect you, you gotta get rid of this fucking like <laughs> anger towards wrestlers man like no, they no only anger. make entertainment better it seems like with <laughs> no, what john cena did a good doing job. what the rock is doing and what john cena is doing like i like you gotta get off this high horse of like oh wrestling i'm above it Excuse john me. cena has a large x against him for being a wrestler but he has one beautiful green check mark for peacemaker because it was a fucking work of art uh and then the comedy that comes full circle, like the joke at the end, like, okay, so spoiler alert on fucking Peacemaker right now. But when the Justice League shows up. Yeah, that was pretty And then funny. Aquaman and then that, that <laughs> little banter between Aquaman and the Flash. Yeah, I was fucking dying. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I saw like a little spoiler before I watched it of Aquaman being in the show. That's all I knew. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. But then it was such a like minor fucking scene that it was. It's like a big payoff joke, though. Yeah, I thought they were going to like show up and fuck shit up or something at the end. Cause I saw that like the still shot on Facebook or something and was mm-hmm. like, damn it. But it was even better of like, it's already over. Go fuck the fish. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of that rumor. It's yeah. not a rumor. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, it, was, it was gold, and the fact that they were able to like put that in is pretty nope. amazing. No, my favorite part of uh, Ezra Miller as the Flash is that he has cameoed more times as the Flash than he has actually played the Flash. That's funny. <laughs> so he's been in like one movie, cameo <laughs> Batman versus Superman as the Flash. Then he cameos in the Flash TV series and like like the whole time travel thing. So he shows up for a cameo appearance yep. and then he cameos again. And this fucking thing, I think Ezra Miller's Flash is like 
I don't even give him a movie at this point. All it is is cameos for him. Never give him an actual storyline. Just have him show up every like once in a while. Make people beg for the movie. Like wait 10 years to fucking release that movie just so people are like fucking finally. It's a good idea. It's a good shtick. Do you know it's like Batman and Cyborg weren't there either? Like they had like four out of the six. Yeah. Which was weird, but I found out later like people at like WB went to like James Gunn were just like, listen, man. Just don't put these two in. Like they had them in, like when they shot it. That's why you see, like, there's like a weird space between Superman and yeah. Wonder Woman, I think. And because, like, they were there, and then, like, people were just like, oh, I get to wear the fucking Batman. So you don't see me as Batman, but you know, I'm fucking. And then they're just like, for some reason, WB was just like, they yeah, can't put them in there. I don't uh-huh. know why. No one knows why. But it's like allergies or something like that. Yeah. I think with like all the stuff that happened against, uh, uh, what's his fucking name there? Creator of Buffy, Joss Whedon. Yeah. Um, there might be some kind of thing going on with that. That's why there was no cyborg. And then the fact that Batman, Ben Affleck's kind of done with Batman and there's like new Batman's coming in. Yeah, like, that makes like, sense. Maybe like, maybe don't put one in. Like, It's a transitional period and where that fits in the storyline might not play with the rest of the shit properly, right? Exactly. So I, I will say this too, like I can't, count the amount of people in my life i've met who are like butterflies are innocent and there were these wonderful beautiful creatures and how they spun the butterfly as well was a pretty yeah. interesting like yeah and then they're like we're, we're trying to make your planet better so you don't make the same mistakes so what we're doing is like we're taking over your bodies and like all this stuff and you're just like fuck it's like when you go back and watch endgame and you realize that thanos had a couple good points yeah and then you just don't like how he goes about it like for he, sure but then you're just like i do like the fact that he goes like i want peace and i don't give a shit who i have to kill to get it and then but he kind of goes against that in the sense of we got to make our own mistakes i can't remember right now what's his best friend's name uh vigilante vigilante great casting as well like he was so entertaining Oh, yeah, it was just like every the interactions between the cast and the characters was really well placed. You know what I mean? It was really funny. Like it was just good. Yeah. Like that one scene where they have the threesome with the guy's wife and then like they're smoking weed and goes like, listen, if this was five years ago, I'd kill you both right there. (laughs) (laughs) Once illegal, always illegal. It was pretty funny too. like the one scene where they're in the van and she's trying to show them a picture and her wife sent her a picture of her her, her vag, and she like holds it up and he's ah like <laughs> stupid scenes like that where you're like that's fucking funny yeah it was, it, like it was so human and like Steve Agee I thought was amazing the the guy that plays Economist John Economist yeah I thought he was amazing like every actor kind of killed it in this role yeah they did role. a great job it was yeah. an interesting little like uh, piece of art. In a yeah. sense of a show, right? Short, obviously not a lot of episodes, but very entertaining. And I really like that it's like Peacemaker being like not that much of a popular comic book character. Like that's what yeah. I liked about these Suicide Squad uh, characters is that they take on people that you're just like, really? That's in that's in the DCU toy box. All right, well, I guess we'll play with it. All right, let's play yeah. with it. Well, and it's something you and me have talked about on previous podcasts, too, about how they regurgitate the same 10 characters throughout history. But there's like a plethora of beautiful characters and beautiful stories that can be told. And here we are watching and, some of them that and I James never Gunn's knew I right wanted. Man for it. Yeah, 100%. So what I'm excited about is like Peacemakers is getting a second season. Nice. And then James Gunn said he's writing and directing all the episodes. 
perfect. The man fucking can't stop working. Like he's just killing it. Remember yeah. when he got like canceled by Disney and then DC scooped him up and then like Disney brought him back for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because all the Guardians of the Galaxy were like, fuck you, Disney. Like enjoy making Guardians 3 without the Guardians, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. No, they did a really well job. I like uh I didn't know what to expect going in. You know, when you had recommended it to me and it was DC and there was a wrestler, I was like, fuck, I'm I'm intrigued, but I'm also like, uh... I want to trick you and take you to a wrestling event because I feel like if you went to one, you would be so entertained. I just don't. I hope I don't become that guy. Wrestler Sean, like being theatrically like in the, and the stupid part is like I can like theater. I can appreciate like um, plays and, you know, going to things like that. Like yeah. it's fun going to see a musical is fun. So like. I like theatrical things. It's just something about men that are overly worked out who are theatrical and pretend to fighty fight with each other. That bothers me. I just, just something. And like, this yeah. is, I'm talking from five-year-old Sean here. To be fair, that's but, all action movies, by the way, just putting that out there. It is, but it's like a, every single Arnold movie ever is that, but they sell it to you as reality. This is like, and they, I don't know. You're right. There is parallel lines there. I don't know why one bothers me and one doesn't. Yeah. Maybe it's just the people who do one it. acknowledges that it's fake and the other one for years went like, no, nah, it's real. A real competition. Could be what it is. And then what it turned out to be is just like a man soap opera. Yeah. A choreographed dance is cool to watch. I, I should appreciate it in ways because I do like martial arts a lot. And I don't know if maybe that's what it is too. Like when I discovered the UFC, like UFC one, when that came out, it was probably like a few months later, it ended up on VHS at rental movie stores. Mm-hmm. And my dad and I, as a kid would always watch action movies together. And we saw like UFC one ultimate fighting championship. And we're like, let's rent it and watch it. So I watched like UFC one shortly after it came out with my dad and I was like, that's fucking real. Like you yeah. see big tough men like fucking beating the shit out of each other. And you're like, oh, okay, that's that's real. And then it was hard to go back. And I, after that, like I had friends obviously growing up who were all about wrestling, but mm-hmm. UFC was my love. To be fair, like I'm not all about wrestling. I just have an appreciation for it. Well, you do but, also want to have like a leather mask or something made up that you've told me about. I, I already have that. Okay, so you have a leather mask that. Yeah. So you, you're not like just like a casual fan. You love that shit. Well, I love one. I think it was for Halloween. Right. Like, and, and you like, still have it. Yes, I do. Because my buddy okay. made it for me and he did yeah. amazing work. Exactly. It's a treasured collector's item that that I hold dear. <laughs> And you're making it out to seem like Tom's into bondage. And really, it's just like... A... <laughs> I don't judge. Fuck it. Put it on. Have some fun. Just warn her before you put it on. <laughs> It'd be funny to do a, like an entire episode where Tom wears his leather mask and embodies this character. Oh, probably our next Halloween episode. I'll just be <laughs> mankind the whole time. Yeah. Bang, bang! <laughs> It'd make for some entertainment, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so like, I feel like you just got uh, like you you de- you dipped your toe into the uh, like peacemaker. So, and I already know you like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm assuming you're a James Bond fan. I've enjoyed some James Bond, yeah. Because Dave Bautista shows up in there too. So really, I'm so I, far behind on James Bond though. Okay, that's fair. I think uh, Brosnan was the last James Bond I saw, and it was only the first Goldeneye. I want to say. Why are you living in 1996? I just didn't get there. I don't know what to tell you. Fuck, you should really move on because the rest of them are pretty fucking awesome. I mean, the rest of the Pierce Brosnans are 
questionable at best. Yeah. But these fucking Daniel Craig is that the Daniel Craig one? Yeah, they're badass, and I think yeah. like and now we're going to get a brand new Bond, and I'm um, fingers crossed. I hope it's Idris Elba, but you know, um, I don't no. mind uh, like a good action movie. You know, it's hard. Yeah. Like, it's I know. Funny. All I'm saying is that you got to stop being judgy with the wrestlers. I can't do that, but I'll try. <laughs> Even I'll, like, eventually, I'm going to collect some of them. Like. You know, I I enjoy Peacemaker now. John Cena, he's found a tiny little place in my heart for at least this role. So maybe, you know, if, with the right decisions that they make in their careers, I'll be able to find more. And like The Rock, I did watch a couple episodes. He had like a challenge show where yeah. it was like physical competitions. to, And I like didn't mind some of that. I do like his and Kevin Hart's relationship. It's pretty mm-hmm. funny seeing them like. I've been trying to sell you on the Jumanji movies forever. Yeah, I'll give those a try at some point, too. And I did like the original Jumanji movies as well. So Plus The Longest Yard. Like, you have you seen that with Adam Sandler and all of it? Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. The other, the opposing team is 90% wrestlers. Really? I didn't know that. Like, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Goldberg, fucking Great Collie. Like, it's a who's who of uh, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, Kevin Nash. Like there's a whole who like plethora of wrestlers in there that I think just show up and then they do amazing job and you're like wow that big buff guy did a really good job acting huh oh, Kevin Nash shows up in like these weird movies as like random bad guys like or just random guys he's in John Wick he's in um, hell he's the Super Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two he's the uh, um, what else is he in? He's the Russian bad guy from the John Ackhart uh, Punisher. He's huh. like, he's just oh, like around. Here's a little fun fact for you. I did like Hulk Hogan when yeah, I was like five, maybe. And I remember he released two. I'm guessing that now they would be dog shit, fucking terrible movies. Probably. But they were like, they were like one when he was like an enforcer. And I just remember someone was like what are you gonna do beat the crap out of me and he was like no i'm gonna sue you and it was like this whole scene thing because it was yeah. a, like a sign of the times and i'm sure they're terrible now but as a kid i love those movies there was like some good ones i remember i think it was mr nanny with hulk hogan was really good right uh, i can't i don't it's not commando but it's something something commando. like that yeah. yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah uh, and then uh what else did he have? Like his cameo in Rocky Three as Thunderlips. Yeah, just there was a couple moments there where he was like so sensationalized that every kid knew who he was because he was the next big action star kind of thing. Hell, uh, I remember Uncle Sparky got me Muppets from Space when I was ten years old, and I'm watching, it and then Hulk Hogan shows up in the movie as a bad guy just to promote the fact that he's now a bad guy in wrestling now, and That's he's funny. just. Like, Hey man, I'm a bad guy now. What are you gonna do about it? And it's just hilarious. Fucking Hulk Hogan. And then Hulk Hogan also shows shows up in Gremlins too for no reason at all. He was just a superstar at the time, and anything he could cameo in, they were all for, right? Yeah. But no, is it like certain? You want to make like money? That. Add Hulk Hogan to it for sure. <laughs> there must be some level of hurt sometime that happened to me to deal with wrestling that I don't remember. You know, something I'd have to go into like psychotherapy where they put me under to find out exactly the root cause of when and why Sean started d- despising all wrestlers. You just have this like vague memory of Jen putting you through a table or Josh in a wheelchair. <laughs> That's why I don't remember. <laughs> could be something got hit with a chair. Got... <laughs> so there could be that. 
hard to say. Yeah. But yeah, no, back to Peacemaker. It was fun. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you liked it, man. Because that was I think it's one of the best shows of the year. And I'm saying that we got a lot of fucking cool shit with with like with the book of Boba Fett or all the Marvel shows. I will probably put my money on the one that entertained me the most this year, right? I, like I get it, it's like February in 2022, but yeah. like I was fucking entertained by Peace Man. Honestly, like back to like one of the greatest things that probably won't get mentioned that much in Peacemaker is the fact that they had a fucking eagle trained like you wouldn't believe. Like eagle <laughs> was so fucking impressive throughout the movie. I was like, how the fuck do they train this eagle to do all this shit? It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. C- CGI is a hell of a thing, my friend. What do you mean CGI? <laughs> it wasn't a real eagle, buddy. <laughs> don't don't you take this from me, Thomas. <laughs> I got hugged by my eagle. <laughs> bullshit on that <laughs> it was just good no, <laughs> like no, why was, no but like if for everything that was in there just an amazing amazing show i yeah it was so out there and weird and fun and you couldn't like and it brought me back to like you had to wake every week so in the world of just like you want to binge a thing i could have just binged it right away and I, you did that yeah uh, but i was watching it every week going like i can't fucking wait and yeah. then like the love of like the hair metal throughout the whole series. Like it just had that music theme, like James Gunn and music is like Quentin Tarantino and music. That guy can put together a fucking playlist for a film and just make the songs just like you pick and choose these like great, like hits that you forgot about or didn't know existed. And you're just like, fucking a, like, this is how you discover. That's how I used to discover music was like, Me too. that was a dope thing in a, like a TV show or a movie. And like, you can just, you had to like, figure out like before you had shazam you had to be like all right well let's go get the soundtrack so i can find the song for that yeah for sure and it was a great like when you make a perfect scene that goes with a perfect song there's just something to be said about that where you're just like holy fuck that is like beautiful you know whatever it may be yeah yeah no exactly it's it's something uh it's something amazing like that I always appreciate that kind of thing when people can incorporate music into their movie yeah. in the proper way. Also, I hope this helps you like kind of deep dive on James Gunn because he has a laundry list of films and uh, and what have you where you can just find. Like, I think I can't remember. The, I watched this weird one where like a space alien kind of comes and like transforms Michael Rooker and then kind of affect. It was kind of similar to the thing. The thing meets kind of peacemaker, I kind of uh, think. But it was yeah, I'll have to movie. check out. I, I've never like looked up his body of work. I, I can't say to really check out to see what he's about. But yeah, sometimes when you see something, you're like, "Fuck, that's amazing!" You have to realize that that guy made that. So go check his other shit because it might be awesome too. Yeah, and that's what I'm like. I think he was involved in the Scooby Doo movies. He, like his level of just his his body of work is just incredible. It was the same thing when I found out like Joss Whedon did the original Toy Story. And I was like... He was a writer on that, yeah. Huh, huh, interesting. He also wrote on Roseanne. Yeah, that's kind of funny too. Yeah. That's what what that didn't work out too well, that whole Roseanne show thing. Well, the first time it worked out really well. It really did, yeah. And then they brought it back and it did not work out well. Yeah. Isn't that the Connors now? Is that still running? I never watched uh, yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Different. It's funny people canceling themselves all over yeah it's 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 wild man it's so fucking wild and now like we live in like this world where you can't 
have an opinion. Like I get what Roseanne said was wrong. Fine. But then there's like other places where if you just like disagree with someone's opinion, (laughs) you're just like, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to do some research and cancel you on the internet. Yeah. It's unfortunate when that can happen to people. And I think it's going to die out soon because it depends. Like if you've done something really fucking terrible, you should be canceled. We don't want to fucking watch you. We don't want to be a fan of yours, but if it's not something that's like really, really terrible, then it doesn't help is like, I see things uh, like just, like BuzzFeed 17 movies where the actors should have rethought taking the role. And like, there's what they don't take into account is <coughs> the time and also fucking acting like acting. Like it's by definition is playing someone you're not. Yeah. Regardless of what the role is. True. So like I saw on like, like on this list was uh Jared Leto in Dallas Buyers Club because he's a cis male, whatever the fuck, playing a trans. Uh, uh, what, what's the word? Um, uh, transgender, yeah. and which is, and everyone's just like, and they're like, well, he probably shouldn't have been doing that. They should have gotten a real transgender, but like, I don't know, like fucking acting. It's acting. Yeah, for sure. Like, where's the line? Were you gonna get upset with Lion King when they didn't use real lions? They use fucking CGI lions. Like I don't understand. Like where's the fucking line on this? Like there are probably transgender actors and actresses that probably want the shot and all that stuff, and that's fine. And fucking power to you, and also create your own shit. Like get involved. Like find ways to get out there. Like I have no idea. I'm just this lowly little podcast host, but I feel like that's how we got our shit out there. Is just we did our own thing. So yeah, it's hard with uh, stuff like that. It's interesting though too. Like, it's weird when you get strange casting like that, where or like good casting, you know. And it's on the onus of the studios. Obviously, it's weird when you have like, you know, you look at the old school stuff where they were hiring uh, white people to play Chinese people and just crazy yeah. shit like that. I understand it shouldn't be held against the actor, obviously, or anyone yeah. for that matter, because it was of the times and like living in the world we're living in now. You get so much diversity and like. But I, I understand what you're saying. Like, there's this show on Netflix that Crystal was watching for a little bit there. And it's about a, a boy who has autism. And it's kind of just his, like, little family story. And mm. I found out that that actor does not have autism. Yeah. And I was like, are you? Like, he plays it so well. I fucking swore that I was like, it's amazing that they, like, were able to get him to take this role. And then he's able to, like, you know, perform it. And I found he didn't have autism. And I was like, is that wrong? Like you're you're but you're an actor, right? And it's yeah. like, can you can someone without autism be focused enough to be able to play it? But like, it's bringing a lot of love to that community because this actor who's playing this role is shining light on a condition that a lot of people deal with. Yeah. So like, it's he's doing them a service, but some people might look at it as him not doing a service to them because he doesn't have it. Yeah, and I don't know a lot about the autistic community, but I like filming for hours on end doesn't seem like a task that would be behoove someone with that you know yeah especially like 12 hour days and shit like that that you see and like the a lot of people with autism have a hard time with sensory like too much going on and you imagine a tv set where there's cameras there's lights there's like stage hands everywhere there's mics everywhere there's people everywhere that could be way too much to handle but having like an actor who doesn't have autism play the role he's able to like shine a light on that community i guess mm-hmm. and th- and i feel that that's a great thing too like i, I like that's such a positive way of looking at it yeah. it's like when people got upset with brian cranston for paying someone in a wheelchair 
and he's not. But I also get that, like, there are union rules and all that stuff. Like, you have to, like, this is going to sound terrible probably, but it's just easier to probably get an actual actor. I was watching, um, listening to the guy, uh, Jim Jeffries, who did the show Legit. Yeah. And one of the characters, he needed to have someone with, uh, what's the disease? Um, it eats at your muscles from when you're a kid. So uh, dystrophy, well, muscular, muscular dystrophy. dystrophy. Thank you. Yeah, and that's it. But they they casted DJ Qualls because if you were going to cast someone with like something like with muscular dystrophy or anything close, they can only work a finite amount of time. They can only do this, this, and this, it would be really that. hard on them, right? And, and it would be like, and yeah, and so like I also I had come from like an understanding of practicality, yeah. Of it. So, and then, but also, like, the main point I want to just put out there is that the job is acting. Yeah, 100%. And it's been going on for millennia. Yeah, like, I, I kind of agree with the whole, like, don't play outside your race kind of thing. I, I'm all for that. But, like, yeah, as far as anything else with costumes are going, fucking go nuts. Pretend the live long day. Yeah, for sure. And if, like, you could do it right, like, the Robert Downey Jr. always comes to mind. <laughs> when he did blackface and everyone's okay with it because it was like Tropic Thunder and it was made to be that way. I think you could do like a a movie where you cast just to like make light of the situation, like hire a black guy to play a Chinese guy, hire a Chinese guy to play a white guy, hire like, just do it. Like just for the shits and giggles of going all in and like casting in the most fucked up way possible. But also that was supposed to bring attention to how fucked up that like whole thing was like, exactly. It was, a joke on a joke on a fucking joke like it was like which was brilliant right yeah. like in some of it in the end what it's just it's hard you never want something like to hurt people and it's it's awesome that we're living in an age now where they're recognizing the fact that everybody deserves to have um like a story everyone deserves to have idols you know and mm-hmm. i do really appreciate that you know like even with shang chi coming out and them being like you know, there were shining light on this amazing character in the MCU who happens to be Chinese, but that also that character now, like there's a lot of Chinese people out there or Asian people out there who are going to look at that character and be like, that, that's me. I'm, that's yeah, we were talking I'm about that guy. We were talking about it the other, the other day when it came to Black Panther and stuff like that. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. And like, I'm all for diversity. I'm all for all of it. And I can't wait to see what else is going to come out. Because like that also digs deep because they have like a huge repertoire of of uh, of characters that are representative of other places and i can't wait to see what comes out of the toy chest next like for sure i, I never knew about shang chi i didn't know about um the eternals i didn't know about like these i didn't know about gardens of the galaxy and now they're like they're, they're playing with these box of toys of just like guess what we're gonna bring this like i didn't know about the black knight that we're gonna be seeing eventually like i don't like these characters i don't know about and i'm excited to find out like i don't know about moon knight i don't know about you know like to an extent i don't know about vision really for sure no and that's cool one thing that i like kind of caught me recently like to do with what we're talking about right now we watch big brother you know this about me yeah. me and crystal love that shit recently celebrity big brother was out and there's a character on it named todrick like a guy a real human being who's like in uh theater and stuff like that i guess like a famous choreographer Mm -hmm. but he brought up a very valid point that i had never really considered about when it comes to representation he wants to make like a either a play or a movie or a show 
showing two men falling in love with each other and mm. their love story because it just doesn't exist that much yeah and it's like you know i never really it never really occurred to me to think about like how a little kid out there who is gay doesn't have that role like how many love There's story no movies? gay romantic comedy no and it would be like nice to have that we're actually getting show. one i'm not sure if you're familiar with uh billy eichner from billy on the street no oh yeah okay yeah yeah uh, he like yells at people for a dollar. Yeah, I'm a famous yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. I like, know that guy. guy? Yeah. Well, he I think he wrote he's making his own uh, gay rom-com. Uh, nice. like, I think it's going to be the first one. It should be very. Well, it should be. And that's the thing that like it can change the way the world looks at a group of people. And it's they deserve love. You know, like yeah. I look at the shows that I watch like at times like Queer Eye for the Queer Eye. It's called it's on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, I know exactly. What Fucking good show, man good show and like that you want to see people happy whether they're men women children like however you want to fall in love it's you, there's so many beautiful love stories to be told that weren't told because we're like we can't show two men kissing or we can't show two women kissing but they have these stories of like being like parts of subculture in ways that shouldn't be subculture you know what well, i mean it should just be part of culture because they yeah. their love stories deserve to be told too but they haven't been that much one thing i thought was amazing if you, did you ever watch Shit's creek no, you I know. Really it. Get in, it's a be- it's a wonderful comedy. People either love it or don't love it. I, I've heard I, raving I, recommendations and raving yeah. trashing of that show. Yeah, I, honestly, I love it. And there's a great scene where Daniel Levy is like explaining his sexuality, but through wine, he goes like, "Sometimes I'm a red, and then you know, sometimes I like to go for a white, and then there's been a few occasions where I've had a rosé, and like like it's just like the way he's doing it. It's both like it's fun and then like you're also like it's just it's like a very it was just like a nice little scene where you're tickled by it and you're also like all right and then like people just want to be people just like for sure thing like he's just sharing his human experience that's what i like get back to this because i have to talk about a little bit because we i brought it up queer eye man fucking you should just pound that show out because it's so good like seeing the humanity and that's what it is it's Mm -hmm. people that are like need a pick me up in life and mm. these five guys come in and give them a pick me up in life and every like kind of facet of life and watching that shit you're just like it makes you feel good there's times where you'll like tear up you'll laugh your ass off because they're fucking hilarious guys yeah but it's also like the humanity of it it just gives you something that you rem- reminds you of what's important in life in ways just through watching some show like you don't realize how damaged and how sad so many fucking people are in this world mm-hmm. and how small things can change someone's life forever and you just yeah. watching that show was like at first i was like i don't watch it looks stupid and crystal was like binge watching it so then i joined in for a couple episodes and was just like oh my god and then i was like man i would love these guys to come save my life <laughs> come i don't know if i'd that. be into it there doesn't seem to be any wrestlers in it so i'm not sure if i could there is actually a couple wrestlers in it <laughs> i won't tell you which episodes or which seasons but you'll be surprised <laughs> no, are there I, actually I wrestlers enough in it? about that show which is funny for me comic book nerd guy yeah. star trek guy to be like you gotta watch queer eye but it's so fucking good no. i just can't deny it the humanity of it uh, I got really into uh, RuPaul's Drag Race when I was dating Bailey because she was super into it. And, like, I'm not going to be smart her from being entertained. And then just, like, the comedy of drag queens is so good. Have you been to? Like, they do drag shows in Edmonton all the time. Have you ever been to one? 
Never have, no, never been exposed to that culture at all, to be honest. I, I went I went to one at Have Mercy, uh just off White Ave. It's um I don't know. It, it it's in uh it's in that area. Anyway, um and then uh well the person was doing their little song and dance and doing their jokes and all that, and it comes up to me and like just like puts her hand on my shoulders, but when she moved her bracelet fucking caught me on the lip. And like, I was bleeding. <laughs> so there was like this Jesus. whole fucking like she's dancing around me doing her thing, and it was just like an accident, but like the whole time. So like, so now I have this joke of like I got a bloody lip from a drag queen once, and like fucking <laughs> what? And then 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 the story gets really disappointing from there. <laughs> These missed opportunities in life where you could have fallen on the floor and flopped like a fish to make it this whole like thing would have been yeah. priceless. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, it was just but uh, honestly, a for, good story entertainment value alone like some some great comedians coming out of yeah. it makes me think of the i was just uh, talking about this movie the other day the birdcage with robin williams and nathan lane i vaguely remember it but i don't know that i've ever seen it it is hilarious yeah. uh, like like it's just a good it's a good romp and it's like and it was like really ahead of its time too so i really you, really, you got it. me to watch that movie where uh fuck what is that guy the actor's name he plays he decides to play a woman in order to what is it? Was it Tootsie? Tootsie, yeah. Fuck, that was a funny movie too. It was a great Very movie. Very well done. Yeah. Fantastic fucking movie. And Bill Murray kills in that movie. And then just everything about that movie is just entertaining. And what worries me about today is like, I don't think you can make that movie. No, and that's sad because it's, and like, it's weird because people are afraid to get canceled too. So they're trying to like be careful of the roles that they choose and how they, but there's going to come a time where people like just say fuck it and fall into it. Like we've seen the, like when you see Brad Pitt play in Snatch, you know what I mean? Or just some like where he just doesn't give a fuck and he's going to take that role because it's going to be fun, you know, yeah. and people will be able to get past like it, trying to fun. cancel each it other. It's funny you mentioned Brad Pitt because like if you watch Interview with a Vampire, a young Kirsten Dunst has to kiss fucking Brad Pitt in that. Yeah. She's a child. He's a grown man. Her That's first kiss point. is Brad Pitt. And it's like if you like that. That's like like, like that's the thing that wouldn't happen. Like today. yeah, I guess like, you're right. I never but but really it, like but it. like you also look at it in the context that it's in. They're vampires. They're around forever. Like there's like there's all these different things about it. Like yeah, and isn't she like a very old by that point? But just playing a little girl. But she like your phrasing of that was very weird. Um. Like, like I, what I meant was like, wasn't she turned into a vampire like a hundred years before that? I think or something. something like that. Yeah. So when he kissed her as a little girl, yes, but she was like a hundred years old or some fucking. Thing I think like that, that was the case too. That's yeah. why it was like whatever. But at the end of the day, you're right. It's fucking weird the fact that he kissed a child in that movie, and it's kind of just passed yeah. off. And there's other things like that too, where there was a kid who kissed his teacher or something like that in some movie i remember seeing it on the internet yeah, or, like, yeah or, it's kind of fucked up now it doesn't or, age well or hell uh jackie on that 70s show was 14 when she got cast yeah that's true that's then, a cool story because she like lied her way into that they yeah. were like are you 18 and she was like i will be yeah and then <laughs> she was 14 and then kissing ashton kutcher was like ashton kutcher was her first kiss like and then we all know that they're married now hilarious yeah. but but like but then there was like a huge, he was like 22. Yeah. So fair enough. I do love that love story though. The fact that Jackie and Kelso ended up getting married, it, it made me happy hearing yeah. that. Like when it happened, I was like, fuck yeah, they're good. Yeah. It was a good match. Like yeah. in that show. 
I'm just saying that there's fucked up stories everywhere for the sake of the art, right? Yeah. Like, like, like even if you go like into painting, to paint someone naked is also like an awkward affair. For sure. So, where's the line of like, I know that someone would tell you that's pornography, but another person with like a better eye would be like, no, that's beautiful art. That's the human experience at its core, right there. I have a buddy who's a photographer that. Uh, he once he did this thing. It's on the CBC News. He was showing me the article. So what he did was, uh, they have this uh, photography contest at the the, the New Brunswick um, uh, legislation building or something like that. And like everyone hands in their art, and it's like, and you get to showcase it. However, uh, because there was a female nipple that you could barely see because it was done in infrared. Yeah. Um, they told him like you got to send something else, which to him was like bullshit because like this is art. This is not like porn or anything. This is art, and because yeah. like what you see, uh, you barely see a nipple. This is gonna get banned. So what he did was he resent uh, a QR code. Like it was just the, but it looked huge. So it was like a huge thing, and what uh, it was like a, a an exploded version of a QR code. So they, they thought it was art. Yeah. But what people did is they took their phones out to the QR code, which led them to the real picture of the girl with the nipple showing and all that stuff. That's impressive. So he bamboozled the fucking government and then got to show his art. Like, the dude's a fucking genius. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. What a clever way to do things. And it's like, you know, one person's art. Like, you and me both said this. We're not the fucking type to go to an art museum and walk around and be like, oh, my God, can you believe the texture of that painting? It looks so... But there's so many different kinds of art that we both love art it's just there's a different style of art that we love and that being said there's a lot of other people that don't like the art that we like you know and it's that's what makes the world a wonderful place hell there's the the fringe festival yeah that's fun in edmonton's in edmonton's the second biggest one and they're all these different acts and stuff and this wasn't my experience this is someone's experience told to me and i swear to god that this was a show according to them that they witnessed in edmonton and all it was was a dude sticking grapes in his fucking foreskin. It was like, how look, look how many I can fit in here. And as weird as that fucking is, to someone that's art. Yeah, to someone that's entertainment and art. Yeah. It's fucking nuts to me. No pun yeah. intended. No, it's a little strange. Yeah. But like, hey, that's a show. <laughs> hey, that's showbiz, baby. And some people might have went to see that and they probably fucking loved it. It is what it is. I I don't know. I think maybe you'd have to. Wonder, it's like right? when you hear Americans talking about going to fucking uh, Mexico, Tijuana to see a donkey show. And you're like, why the fuck would anyone go and do that? But it is some form of art, I guess. <laughs> Hell, Kevin Smith put it in Clerks, too, because it was so ridiculous. In- indeed. Apparently yeah. it's a thing. But yeah. to each their own, I guess, in this fucked up, weird, wonderful world that we live in. excuse me yeah no man life's uh life's funny that way and i I like discovering things like example like you just got me to watch peacemaker a piece of art that i didn't know i might have just skipped past it you know what i mean and that's what's fun about having you know one of the things that comes out of this podcast is you and me telling each other to watch crazy weird shit we watch it and get an appreciation for it it's a two-way street you know Eventually, I will watch the Masters of the Universe with Dolph. Thank Lundgren. you. And, that came to my and Bloodsport. And Bloodsport, yes. Those are the two. You got to watch Bloodsport. It's a fucking great movie. 
That's funny. No, and that's the thing. We get to these things. Takes a while. We used to do the Sean and Tom's recommends every single week. And it was yeah. like, okay, we're giving each other too much shit to do. It's not possible yeah. in a week's time. Yeah. But I, I think it also comes to a point like you need those people to be like, yo, have you checked this shit out? Because you really need to check. Like, that's how I got to see the first Saw movie. That's how I got to even like my taste now. Like, I didn't choose to walk back, watch Back to the Future one day. My dad was like, we're watching. I, we rented this. Yeah, and we're watching it like so the whole how we develop our taste is never on our own, really. It's someone showing you and then you make a decision whether you like it or not. For sure. Like I always like look at that with Kieran yeah. being my music guy because he's yeah. like exposes me to such a different taste and flavor of music than what I originally was into. Exactly. And it's brought so much to that palette of music, right? Um, Where if you show me any band I like. For the most part, I think I can tell you when and how I got into them. Yeah, like, same. My place. love of Slipknot comes from a guy by the name of Mike Gordon, who doesn't listen to this show. I'm pretty sure he doesn't even know we do it. I haven't yeah. spoke to him since high school, but I remember being at his house in like the eighth grade. We were chilling, and he shows me the music video for Duality, and I thought that was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. And then from <laughs> there, I just deep dove. Like, oh, for sure. And then. And then I became a gigantic Slipknot fan. I saw them like six or seven times. It was just like fucking unbelievable. Um, it's go, funny, the little sparks like that, that like the fires of who we become. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, I like this like rap group from England called Rizzle Kicks. That's something Marty showed me. Like, it, like it's like he goes like, hey, man, check this out. And like I liked one song and then I liked another song. And then like next thing you know, I'm a fucking fan. And that's for where, sure. I think that's the best way to share fandom is just like, have you seen this yet? Yeah, exactly. And like, and then like you can use this explanation here. Like you didn't know about, you weren't sure about Peacemaker. And I ranted and raved about it going like, dude, it is so out there and fun. You really got to give it a shot. For sure. And that's, what's fun about like the discovery of culture is Mm -hmm. that, you know, it comes in waves and stuff like that. And it's fucking cool to be able to uh, like learn things. And, And the same is true. Like, being in Edmonton there's we have so much diversity of people from different parts of the world here Mm -hmm. and I love that about it because I'll ask people like a buddy of mine at work he's from France and he grew up in uh, some of the ghettos almost in France kind of thing like some of the rougher areas Mm -hmm. and so I'm always like what music are you into you know teach Mm me give me a couple bands to look up and like just to Mm -hmm. hear the like cool French rap from there I'm like man that's cool like different things like that right where it's you just, I want to discover, I want to learn new things. I oh. want to try new foods. I want to like learn yeah. these things, you know? Oh, being from Montreal, there are French like bands and songs. I thoroughly enjoy There's some good ass Montreal French rap. I had yeah. a buddy that I worked with like for when I was in my early twenties and he was super into French rap and he like, I didn't know what the fuck they were saying, but just the language of French whilst rapping, it, it sounds fucking great. And yeah. the way some people put it together, right? Yeah no exactly like i like if for me it's like it's the definition of art like i don't know if it's good i just know if i like it you know what i mean yeah pretty much so no it's good stuff for sure yeah what else you got planned for your month in montreal honestly it's just gonna be like because overtime isn't that big of a thing in freddie because we don't have a lot of planes coming our way this is like a great opportunity for me to get a lot of overtime in nice i do still get my vacation in the middle of the month and i'm still planning on going to nashville whether people come with me or not is entirely up to them i've put the yeah. invites to 
to a few of my buddies going like, Hey, like we can make this happen. You come with me. We use the old discount here, discount there. I want like, so whether I go by myself or if I go with somebody, that's kind of like part of the course. Yeah. But yeah. So it's kind oh, of, that's cool. yeah. So I feel like that's going to be fun either, either way. It's going to be a good time. Nice. I'm excited. Like, you know, we're starting to see some breaks in the weather here in Alberta and, yeah. um, and like masks are over as of Monday. Congratulations. Crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. QR codes are already out the fucking window, so anyone can go to the bar again. And like I just I'm looking forward. This is gonna be the summer, the last summer ever, is what I'm gonna call it. Because that's how I'm gonna live it. Yeah. No, it's the last summer on earth, and I am going to have a good fucking summer, and it's gonna be busy. And by the end of it, I'm gonna be like, I just want fall to come so I can stay home. But I want to like get out there and enjoy. Yeah, like like this summer, I really want to do traveling and whatnot. Like I would want to see some shit. I want to do some things. I want to like, so like uh, that's where I'm leaning towards too. So hopefully, like the promotions come in so I can afford all of it. But like you know, you know what I'm saying, right? It's just, yeah, of it's, course. It's just gonna be a time, right? I'm just looking to get have a good time. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this on air yet or not, but I want to say a huge congratulation to Carrie and Bobby because they purchased their cabin out at the lake out at Mamio. Nice. And it's a pretty big deal for them. You know, they spend a lot of time out there and it's beachfront. So it's pretty cool for them to be able to do that. And they always enjoy love having us out there over the summer too. So it's like knowing that I, we have a foothold out there forever is pretty amazing. Quick question. Who are they? Crystal and Crystal's parents. Oh, okay. and Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I'm not on a first name basis with them. Fair so. enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I should have been. You're like, oh, okay, Sean. You need to tell me a little more here. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, so yeah. my in-laws purchased a cabin out at Mamia Beach. It's a lot better way to tell that. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I have a love. Like, there's certain people I know that tell stories. Like, you already know the people that are involved in them, and you have no idea. Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> cool. Who are they? <laughs> like, <laughs> Need a little more context to be emotionally involved. Thank you. <laughs> you remember, uh, I was a couple episodes ago. It was a Valentine's Day episode. And uh, I said, I started going off on some stupid, because you were asking me what the plans were afterwards. And I was like, yeah, I mean, about, we didn't ask you what you actually did. Yeah, I was talking about going to a human bow store to get like a big bow. And you were mm-hmm. like, what the fuck are you talking about, Sean? <laughs> it was kind of funny last night. My nephew, Ethan, he's like, Uncle Sean. And I was like, yeah, I was like, the the bow part that was pretty fucking funny and i was <laughs> like oh thanks Ethan. wasn't expecting that it's funny like the parts of our show that resonate to people sometimes or make them laugh out loud it's kind of funny like that it's different for everyone yeah i love it when someone texts me like a random bit of the show going like yeah you fucking said this or like <laughs> i like i'm getting a lot of feedback about when you and i disagree they love it when we fucking bicker right yeah now, it's funny so. It is two sides of the story, so there yeah. will be times of disagreement. Sometimes we end up on the same sides of the story, but it is funny when we get underneath each other's skin a little bit and start yeah. pushing it, each other. But like when I just go, "You fucking curmudgeon!" Of like, how dare you be so grumpy? And then like <laughs> it just makes for like entertaining, I guess, a conversation. Uh, speaking of us disagreeing, so we like last week we were talking about the potential of Star Trek Four. Yeah. Do you hear this other bit about the cast not even knowing that this was going to happen? Yeah. 
Yeah, I did, and that's kind of fucked up. It's, that was like, it's also fucked up, but at the same time, it's probably reassuring because you know how hard it is to like be an actor, like to go from job to job. Sometimes you might go a little while without working. So there's probably a few of them. I think like maybe just not Zoe Saldana because she constantly works. Yeah. But, but like going like, oh, I wonder what we're going to do this summer. Probably got to find a job. Oh, looks like we're doing Star Trek. <laughs> Babe, uh. did you see this? What? <laughs> I'm working? Fuck yeah. yeah. Zachary oh. Quinto's going, oh, time to dust off the old Spock wig. All right. It is pretty funny with stuff like that. Like, you know, you and me have talked about that too, where it's on the flip side, where they find out they don't have a job. Yeah. I find it so unprofessional too with hockey players when they when their buddy texts them to be like, "Yo, man, you got traded," and they're like, "What?" And that, then they that is call a huge them, issue in the NHL. They call management. And they're like, "Did I get fucking traded?" People are telling me I got fucking traded. And they're like, "Oh yeah, sorry, you got traded." I think that's so fucking unprofessional. Yeah, like the like just the problem with today with news being leaked and all that stuff. So like, you'll probably hear like one guy getting traded will probably know before the other guy getting traded. That's and true. Then yeah, his news will break before he even gets to you like especially if you do trades during the summer yeah like i like i listen to a podcast called spit and chicklets and they get guys that'll talk about their experience of like being traded and not knowing that they were traded until they saw it on tsn and then like so there's times where management just hasn't gotten a minute to talk talk to them yet either they couldn't get a hold of them couldn't get a hold of their agent or whatever the case may be but yeah, it's weird when the news is telling you what's going on. It's like when Kobe Bryant died and TMZ was reporting the death. The of first to before. break it, yeah. Yeah, like it's just like it's, it's very un- tasteless. Yeah, it's hard in those situations. I'm sure being like news people in that sense, you have to be fucking heartless because you're there to tell the story. That's their argument is like, we're just going to tell the story. But to the people who it directly affects, it's like, that's not a fucking story. That's my life. But because yeah. you're in the limelight, you have that broadcast. And that's part of being a celebrity is that, you know, your good times are all going to be celebrated by millions of people. But your yeah. bad times, they're going to be fucking watched, too. And you're like, yeah. shit. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking unreal. I'm not going to lie. Just it's like, crazy for us, like, being at the level we're at now, being celebrity Canadian celebrities. It's insane, like, the things oh, that yeah. happen. And, you know, it's just, it is what it is, right? Oh, yeah, the paparazzi can't leave me alone. That's why I go from province to province. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> one day, Thomas, one day. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all. No, it's cool that we entertain people either way. Even if yeah. our listening audience is under 10,000 people, we still fucking entertain even if it's under fun. 10 people like honestly yeah it, yeah <laughs> it is what it is like more I said, realistically like, under 10 people <laughs> with ethan uh like telling me about like him listening and laughing about it i was like that's funny and anytime i run into people and there's other like family members i have that don't even know that this podcast exists mm-hmm. and i'll just be talking about it at a family gathering with someone else and they're like whose podcast and i'm like like my podcast like two sides of the story because they're not on facebook or they're not on any of the social media and like you have a podcast and then they become a fan and start listening because of it it's kind of yeah it's a it's a very interesting kind of thing where like i don't like it comes up in conversation when like i'm always meeting new people right so for sure so like eventually you get into like your hobbies and whatnot like i don't want to i never want it to sound like oh well you know i have a podcast you know it's uh yeah yeah, fun thing about me but if it's someone's like oh, so what do you do in your off time like well i do this this and next thing i got a show with my cousin we do it every once in a while it's fun we you know it keeps us entertained so a little passion project and they're like oh that's fucking yeah that's sweet yeah 
it's like we said too it really lets people in on our lives a little bit yeah you know, and i do find other people bring it up more than i do because then they're like yeah. oh you know he has a podcast oh be careful what you say about around thomas because he has a show <laughs> and uh he's got, he has to fill an hour and a half so be careful he might take your story and just <laughs> i haven't gotten that talk yet yeah i have been accosted by people who want to be guests who we haven't invited yet and that's one of the more common ones that i get like yeah last night josh we had like a potluck at my dad's and uh jen turned to josh and was like when are you going to be on the podcast and i i cut in and was like we've been asking him for months and he just won't commit to it and he's like fuck you you have not i want on the fucking i have said on the air josh whenever you want to come on and if that's not good enough for you josh well That's on you, buddy. I don't I'm know. gonna have to pencil him in and make him. I I thought he'd reach out. I thought he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm in." He'll be listening yeah. to this Monday morning and being like, "Sons of bitches." I guess his his agent hasn't been getting the many many emails and calls that we've no. Been yeah, so that's like, one of the things. Like the, when you have a bad agent representing you, it's yeah. it's tricky sometimes. So Josh, talk to your representation because we've been trying to reach you for like a little while here now. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it happen. Yeah. Kieran's ready for episode two. He's like, I got a lot of shit to say. I want in. Kieran's like, I had a lot of things to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's- it was funny. Like when, you know, people don't realize that when they're on their first podcast, whether they, they like you and me are used to it now, but people yeah. get starstruck a little bit because they're, you know, it is what it is. Starstruck's not the right word, I'd well, say. It's like, sorry, anxiety. I'd say nervous. Yeah, yeah nervous, anxiety, that yeah. kind of pressure. But it is like you're being recorded and you're being put on a podcast that's yeah. going to be out there forever. And no, it, it, whatever you say here, be cool with it. Unless like you're not. And then like, I don't know, I'll, I'll fandangle some editing. Um, <laughs> but like, unless you, but if you don't tell me, guess what? <laughs> it's out there for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And that's why and I'm it, hesitant to get some of my friends on the show because yeah. I know what they're like in person and they're entertaining to me. However, to the wrong person <laughs> it's questionable <laughs> this is true there's a lot of characters out there and there's times like me, when me and karen get talking on t- off on tangents or mo or Dwayne, and there's three or four of us sitting there if someone walked into that conversation and started listening halfway through they would be like what the fuck is wrong with these people mm-hmm. you know because just the shit like we play off of each other and you know you're the same way with your buddies i'm sure when there's a group of you together you start going off on crazy ass tangents of just the way guys do you know no no exactly and then like you feed off of one another and then like once you get on a subject you might like beat it to a dead horse like a dead horse but like by the way who's beating this dead horse i never understood that saying like was there just a horse that's dead and everyone's just like well, yeah, I think the way it was is like example, like no point beating a dead horse is like if you're say you're out in a way, this is like an old like it's like beating a dead car. Mm-hmm. You know, you're out somewhere, you're trying to get somewhere, your fucking horse dies. You you can be mad, but you, you got no fucking you gotta get going on foot. I think All that's right. what it relates back to. I'm guessing horse time. You're probably right. I what I would like to know based on this is which human where was like, you see that fucking thing right there? I'm going to go ride it. <laughs> Who was the first? Who was the first to be like, I'm going to get on that fucking yeah, thing we, and ride we it. We can do this all day. Like the first person that drank milk had to be the most confident fucking person. Because <laughs> not only did he drink milk from a cow, which when you th- think about it, it's fucking weird. It's a little weird. And, but then convince the rest of us that it's something that should be done. Yeah, exactly. But like, like the confidence and the no, 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 no. Hear me out here, guys. Like, like, 
this is delicious. We're going to use and it there, in baking. We're going to use it in craft dinner. Just wait. It's going to be. Let's add on to that too. Who was who the person who went from teat to cup? Was there a teat to cup moment? Was there like, <laughs> was it all? Because they saw the baby cows drinking from the teat and they're yeah. like, I'm going to drink from the teat. Yeah. But who was the guy who was like, you know what? Let's make a little container that we can put underneath yeah. so that we can get the milk in the cup. Like, oh shit. So I don't have Was there like teat deniers who were like, I will only ever drink the milk from the teeth. I'm not drinking from that weird fucking contraption cup that you made. Or was it just like collectively everyone I do was think like, the, I yeah, do the, think cup's the cup's way better. First. I do think the cup came first. Yeah. I think honestly. Milk I to think cup, first, no milk to mouth. No, I think it was a, I think it was immediate teat to cup kind of thing. Just because of the practicality of it all. Because you want to probably have your milk on the go. You just want to fill that bad boy up and away you go. So yeah. in what's my the history head, of the cup, I guess, right? I, and it, the cow milking. Oh, There's a transitional period yeah. there. There has to be. Yeah, but from what I know, cups were around in Jesus' time. So so were cows. And yeah. we were eating them and drinking their milk already. Well, you got me there, Sean. So I don't know where we're at. <laughs> These weird human like realizations, though, are fun yeah. to talk about sometimes. <laughs> yeah. like, like the first person to do a lot of things is just like, you know, like really ballsy people, innovators in their own time, for sure. <laughs> that is for sure, sir. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a weird one. I don't know how we got on that tangent, but anyways. I don't know how we got on most of our tangents. I don't even make notes anymore. I just come in ready to talk to you and here yeah. we go. There's like things, you know, like I watch Peacemaker, so I'm going to come and we're going to talk about that. But like sometimes I'll make notes, but oftentimes we just wing it because now we know each other well enough. You know, at the beginning of our podcast, we were like, well, you know, we, we know some stuff about each other, but let's discover each other. And now our podcast has transitioned from you and me, like really hardcore trying to get to know each other to two like bro cousins who are like, let's fucking talk about the shit that's happening. Cause it's yeah. cool. Yeah. I like, it, like you gotta, it's just great that I can come in here with zero preparation and be like, all right, Sean, let's bang this out in an hour and an hour and a half. And then we'll see what we get. Yeah. And then here we are, just you know, episode forty-seven, I guess. Like yeah. we're closing up on fifty, man. Oh, it's crazy. And then we're gonna have this like weird. This is the thing that's weird about doing the podcast. So we do it weekly. So there's fifty-two weeks in the year. So fifty-two is one year of doing the podcast. Yeah. And then so we're gonna celebrate fifty, and then fifty-two two weeks later. Or are we gonna like what are we gonna do? Like oh my god, we reached fifty episodes, and then oh my god, yeah. we've been doing it for a year. For sure, I know. It, I have it's that like same having thought. like your christmas uh, christmas around your birthday or vice versa you know like it's just like exactly. oh my god here's like here's this present and that's a christmas gift and here are <laughs> batteries that go with that and happy birthday <laughs> no it's totally true but it's cool like what milestones you like the fact that we've been able to do it it's awesome we'll save it for that episode but i'm just proud of us that we did this and thing and that it's gonna turn a year old yeah you know crazy yeah it's impressive as fuck yeah and so. people like are impressed with us too you know the people that are like you guys are stuck to it you're always you know you always release on time like you guys are fucking like your legit podcast host and that's like we're playing a little flat fast and loose with the whole like on time thing i know that there's been a few days where it was released on a monday hey, but... hey don't be hard on us uh, <laughs> <laughs> no it was jen like jen said that to me recently and avery said that to me too like she's like my uncle's like a legit podcast host and hearing mm -hmm. someone say that you're like fuck yeah i guess we are podcast hosts. We've interviewed people. We've yeah. both participated in some editing. You more than me, obviously. You know, well, like man, your video clips nowadays have been like. I feel like that should just be your job. You've been doing. I'm into good. it. Yeah, I like doing it. It's fun. 
yeah to be honest I, I now that i've kind of like job. figured it out it's just fun like the little expertise things that were like people do what we're doing for a living you know what i mean and we're learning as we go and perfecting the art you know yeah like we're a bunch of morons trying our best exactly like that's kind of like how i looked at it like i did i know about editing when i first started not at all did i have a bunch of questions sure did and then did i have to watch youtube videos a hundred percent um my buddy josh that we've had on the podcast he was like super helpful at like like figuring out how to do shit and it all came came together very quickly yeah and i like i credit you to some of it too because i was like Hey Thomas, like, wouldn't it be fun if we did a, this theme idea for a podcast? And you're like, "Yep, we're doing it. Fucking get ready, let's go." And I was like, I didn't know that it like at the beginning, I, like you were the driving force in ways too, because it was like an idea, but then it became a reality so quickly, and then like now here we are. Well, well, that's always kind of who I've been as a like a person. Like I am such a yes guy when it comes. Yeah. To, like, it's not not a yes guy. I'm a why not guy. Yeah. Like so, if you come to me with like an idea i will never be the person that you're like why why would you why would you do that that's yeah, for stupid sure. and time consuming why would you but you come to me was like yo let's do this like fucking why not we can do this this the next thing i'm fucking in i just got this so we can do use this and all that stuff for like sure. i already got this program like we're fucking set i already have a microphone on the way motherfucker like let's, let's <laughs> like why aren't we doing it right now exactly like so the, you're a great this, hype guy yeah so and I'm like that, like with like most of my things, like when, like I still talk to Bailey, like we're very good friends. And like one of the things like like she liked about like our relationship was just whenever she had a thing like she wanted to do, I'd be like, fuck, yes. All right. How do we do this? Like, OK, so what we can do is we can do it on this day. Like I, I yeah. have a day off. You have a day off. And then like, let's go make it happen. Like, let's go. You want to do a thing. OK, it's one thing to say you want to do shit for sure doing the thing is where you kind of some people won't have great ideas and they never follow through because they just they don't have that person to be like all right let's fucking go no exactly so. and the world needs people like that to be the motivators yeah like this whole like nashville trip that i'm, I'm planning like people are like why do you want to go to nashville like why why what's so great about nashville like and at its core honestly i really want i, I really like the fandom that goes on at the bridgestone arena and I always wanted to see a hockey game there. So that sparks that. And then, like, then you look into cool shit to do in Nashville. So, like, I wouldn't mind checking out, like, live country music while I'm there. I wouldn't mind, like, getting some delicious barbecue. Walk around Nashville. Find out, like, what's going on? What's great about this town? Like, people talk about Nashville all the time. It is the heart and soul of country music. Like, Tennessee, like, the state of Tennessee is fucking legendary. I, I yeah. don't know. I, I know the Jack Daniels distillery is in Tennessee. I don't know what the proximity is to like Nashville, but maybe I'll check that shit out. Yeah. Like, I'm trying. Like, I'm not. not I love your myself. adventure spirit for sure. Yeah, it's so something I that I appreciate. And like, you know, I want it to rub off on me a little bit. Some of my cousin's influence on me will be like, have a little bit more of the adventure spirit, which I do have. A, like, Dude, you've been trying well. soup. Like, look at you. You're yeah. doing stuff. Oh, exactly. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny where life takes us, and it's fun to be on this ride, and uh, I look forward to getting to 50. 52 will be fucking crazy. 50 is going to be good, but 52, holy fuck. Oh, fucking whole year. <laughs> and then, yeah, so, like, honestly, all of that's going to be incredible. And, For sure. And, yeah, I can't wait. Like, all of this has been fun. And like, I thank you for texting me randomly that day going like, I think this would be a sweet idea. And then like, 
yeah, you just went like, here's a ball, go fucking run with it. And I was just yeah, like, All right, I, I can run with this. Like, this run, is- we did, my friend, run, we did. Yeah. And now, like, I get to consider you like my cousin, shit. And you know, you yeah. can probably you say the same thing, and we're friends too. You know, yeah. we I look forward to our talks weekly, and when we yeah. record a few in the bank and don't talk for weeks, we're like hey man well like then it's like great because then we have like shit to catch up on it's usually for, sure. for like a better episode and, and it's then, fun like, too like because we're at the point now where we get underneath each other's skin sometimes like genuinely yeah. like i annoy the fuck out of you sometimes and sometimes you fucking piss me off and so we yeah. like banter <laughs> and it's like it's getting more real you know because yeah. at first when you get to know you like feeling it out you're like oh i don't want to hurt their feelings i don't know how to react further and now we're like fuck it like yeah today i'm gonna hurt you with what i say (laughs) (laughs) i really hope it's not that like i'm I'm just a curmudgeon i didn't mean it i heard a lot i cried for a couple (laughs) days afterwards but then i was like okay next episode i'm gonna say wrestling stupid eight times (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to see movies i'm sean yeah, Theaters exactly. Are silly and a thing of the past. I turn up the ignorant sometimes <laughs> just to bother you. Definitely. Oh, I know you do. And then like I'll just go like, oh yeah, asshole. Here we are. All right. And then it's just this vicious cycle of like who. It's like you calling the uniforms jerseys just to bother me. Yeah, exactly. you always call them jerseys, and I know what you're doing, Thomas. <laughs> if you like look them up, like they are like at least the original, they're jerseys. <laughs> Is that 100%. what they call it? Yeah, that's funny. I just thought it was something you were like doing to tease me. No, no. If you actually look it up, like at least the original <laughs> Star Trek, like those are jerseys. That's funny. It's just a Starfleet jersey. I like it. And then like later you get to like the single unitard thing that from season one where you're just like, all right, I guess that's a uniform. But, when we're bigger and famouser, we should wear the TNG skirt man skirts to like San Diego Comic-Con together. Dude, I, I have been looking at getting my own Star Trek uniform. Sick. And I like, Oh, I say I look at it like I Google Star Trek uniforms and like I, I the, like two things I need to do is one I gotta hit a gym because like I don't want <laughs> I don't want to be the fat Star Trek uniform guy like you yeah. know, like like, you know, like no one's gonna take that Star Trek Starfleet officer seriously. Like, it's not true though. Scotty always had girth. He didn't always have girth. He got girth in his later retirement years. Worf's a thick man. If he goes a couple of days without a workout routine, he's going to be getting some chub on there. Yeah, Riker no, as well. Worf, Riker's big boy now. If, if anything, Worf can get it. And Riker is at, at like captain level that should be an admiral. He's he's toying with like retirement already. He's got his own little pizza oven. He's doing well, great. Don't buy a fucking Ensign's <laughs> uniform, Thomas. Huh? Don't buy an Ensign's uniform. No, I'm not. I But I, every once in a while, like I Google just like, the the uniforms from first contact and later ds9 yeah. and i'm just like not today but one of these days and i'm gonna go to a con with you and then we're yeah. just gonna just get the bluetooth ones and then we'll go to like one room and just yeah i have the bluetooth one so you, you, ready you, have, to go. you have the bluetooth with the I have both the, yeah you have both eh? i have tng and uh, original series that's fucking sweet yeah it's definitely a good one i actually have two um tng com badges bluetooth nice i got one i think crystal got me one and then another um person got me a second one and so i have the second one still in box that i'll probably sell at some point because you know i don't want to re-gift something to someone else like that because it wouldn't be right to like you know have a thing i got for me and then give it to someone else so someday i'll sell that somewhere down the road i don't know what i'm going to do with it it's weird having an extra one you know it is what it is right i figured you just give it to kieran yeah he has one yeah yeah 
But anyways, yeah, one of these days. How you doing over there? You got anything else? It's just it's like it's funny that you keep bringing that up. Like, yeah, okay, it's a dumb thing I said just to get you like, get a fucking rise out of you, and now you're just like, hey, it just keeps coming up. It, I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to say you want to get a TNG Bluetooth communicator so we can go on opposite sides of the con and fucking boop boop each other. I wasn't expecting that, and then the fact that it happened, and I happened to have an extra one, I thought it was pretty fucking good timing to bring that up again. Yeah, I it, you you saw the opportunity and you fucking took it. Sean's got so much cool shit as the moral of the story. You do. I'm actually really jealous. I still want had, that transporter. And it's just been luck, dumb luck, you know, in life, the things I come across, right? Yeah, I know. Like, 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 like it's kind of like how I got, like, my Riker and my McCoy. Right place, Scotty. right time. Yeah, you're just like, holy fuck, these are here. And then you just got to seize the moment. Like, I, it's kind of why I really want to go to a con with you, but I would have such a hard time because there's going to be so many things. Oh, yeah. It's it, like we me and Kieran have learned like our tactics. Friday night, usually we'll go and do like a tour. The first night we'll go do a tour of like everything that's for sale because we know we're going to want to buy stuff. And then if there's like an emergency buy, we're like, that's not going to be here in two days. Then you kind of like see. And then the, on Sunday, we'll do our like final shop where we're like, okay, we have this X amount of money left to spend. We should have spent it. Let's go buy a t-shirt or buy a hoodie or buy whatever the fuck you want. Right. But there's so much stuff. Are you able to be honest about what like, like a real budget is for the, these kinds of events for you? Yeah, for sure. So like, Ultimately, the tickets for the weekend is I would plan for around $200 because we'd usually get the executive package where it comes with some free swag. So you get like a shirt and like like the Doctor Who lunch pail thing that I gave you there. Yeah. You get like a little bag of swag that's pretty cool to have a take home, which I find is always a worthy investment. So around 200 bucks for the tickets for three days. Okay. And then myself budget wise, I want to have options. I don't know how much I'm going to spend but I'd like to have around $300 available to myself if I do want to spend it. Yeah, That's but- not including lunches and stuff like that. So, but like a con weekend, I would say $600 is more than enough for me personally. Cause there's going to be those like rare finds that you're going to come across that are either a couple hundred or pushing four bills. Like It can be like, I don't buy, I haven't often bought a Holy grail from the con. Like for me, like I'd like to get a picture with a celebrity. Okay, that's gonna be a hundred bucks all in. So then I'll I'll pick out one person that I'd like to meet the most and I'll get a picture with them. So right there, that's a hundred bucks for the weekend, uh added to that bill. And then I'll I wanna take home something as well that's cool. Sometimes it'll be Star Trek. Some like I bought a, a fucking dinosaur uh like a fossil one year from the con because there was a guy set up with a table of fucking rocks and shit i bought a a star trek coin at one of the cons because there are royal canadian mint had a star trek booth set up so i was like well i collect those anyways here it is i'm gonna buy one take it home so it's like i don't go looking it's like when i garage sale i don't go looking for anything but i know that i'm gonna take something home with me what's the hardest thing you've like talked yourself out of like, I'm sure you must have seen like a bat lift or something crazy where you just like, you know what? Yeah, I've seen the bat lifts that are hard to justify because it's a couple hundred. Some of the swords, like getting the, you know, the Green Ranger's knife. Yeah. With the flute knife. Yes, I want one of those so bad. Real replica made. It's pretty cool. Like the He Man sword I've seen where it's like 600 or 800 bucks. And I'm like, fuck you for charging that much. And no, you know no. what I mean? But I, I wouldn't say I haven't. I don't have too big eyes. Sometimes I live within what I know I can do. So mm-hmm. I, there's not much that I've left behind where I've been like, fuck, I should have got it. Like, I don't 
I have no, none of those stories. If I wanted, I get it. If, and I live within my means, if it's like something ridiculous, the little regrets sometimes are like not standing in the 800 person lineup to get Stanley's autograph. Yeah. Like I, I should have done that looking back now, but it's not that like, it didn't mean that much to me where I'm like having his, getting to see, hear him talk and like meeting him and stuff was awesome. But I didn't say Excelsior wouldn't, yeah, but I didn't need to have the moment where he signed something for me, you know, or the picture with him because we had a good like time together anyways, you know, mm-hmm. so I have that in my head anyways. Yeah, that's but uh... those moments are like kind of a little bit. And like when I asked like another funny story about the con, when I went, I asked I got to ask a question to Buffy Summer's mom, uh, fucking the glory, Glorithicus from Buffy and who was the other one on stage i think it was michelle trashenberg don yeah the three of them were on stage and i got to ask them a question and i my question was stupid and i regret i don't remember it was no no, you know you this is too embarrassing you would full-on know what i think i asked them what did it what was it like for the two of you leaving the show and what was it like for you entering the show that had already existed it's not a bad question well no but they made it seem like a bad question glory and uh Joyce were both immediately like yeah so leaving a show that you love to take part in yeah it sucked thanks for bringing that up <laughs> and they like kind of roasted me a little bit and I was like oh man my question sucked and I went and sat down Fucking a. it was kind of fun getting roasted by them too at the same time <laughs> you know what? like it's kind of nerve wracking too like I remember like you, you, you do get a little starstruck even if it's like a minor fucking role like you still go like no 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 like I've invested time in at least your character for sure like, and like you, you probably had a different question you wanted to ask and then just went uh here's the question i'm going to ask yeah exactly and like that's one thing it's funny it changed my perspective on a couple people how they deal with the fans as well like uh big bang theory howard and raj were there one year mm-hmm. and they someone said like how do you play a, a role where you play a nerd and portray it so well like is that something that you pull from your personal life or is it something that you just act because you're an actor? And mm-hmm. the guy was like, I think it was uh, Howard who took the question first. He was, ba- he just tore the guy a new asshole. It was, he was rude as shit. He's like, oh, trust me. I'm nothing like you. I'm not a fucking nerd. I'm just an actor who took this role. And he was like, really almost like derogatory towards the character he was playing, which then mm-hmm. completely unendeared himself to me. Cause I was yeah. like, well, that, that was kind of a douchey fucking thing to say. Him and yeah. Raj were both kind of like firing off about how, yeah, now they're stuck being part of that culture because of these roles they took, but they're not like that at all. And mm-hmm. you're just like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, it kind of bothered me a little bit about, I, I would get that. I, I don't want to defend them, but I would also say that, you know how often they probably get that fucking question. For sure. For like, sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it must get so difficult at some point in time. Like the fact like Kurt or William Shatner has to answer another fucking Star Trek question. And he'll probably be honest. Like, dude, I didn't write the shit. Like, honestly, like I was a character I played. I don't even know trivia. I just yeah. showed up and did my job. It's the Harrison Ford like situation, right? Yeah. Where he's he like, does I not give done. a fuck about the character yeah. at all. Like I was just doing a job. And then, like, and there's plenty of actors like that. There's some, like, if you go to David Boreanaz, they want to ask him about fucking playing Angel. He treat like I in like, like I watched them in an interview where he goes like, like, do you guys hang out? And he goes like, like I don't know, like, 
this is a job like i don't always hang out like do you hang out with your coworkers a lot after work like some of yeah. some people do not a lot for sure not everybody like like and it was then, funny like, like the questions the best question i've seen still brent spiner who plays commander data yeah yeah and, uh, you don't have to tell me other, yeah a plethora of other characters related to data um someone got up and asked him like is there any like i know you you know you and the tng family you guys get along really well is there anyone like within the family who sometimes bothers you and he's like brett swiners takes them he's like i'll take this let me be very clear here there's only one asshole in tng and that is jonathan frakes that man is a fucking asshole and he just like went on this like and he frakes wasn't there to defend himself and obviously they're really good buddies but he just yeah. tore him and he like went on a tangent of like 10 minutes about how he's an unpleasant person to be around just joking <laughs> but just because he's not there to defend himself and it was just funny he was like yes <laughs> someone asked me this and i get to throw frakes under the fucking bus <laughs> that's awesome just buddies right it's funny it was like the old thing that um i'm not sure if you saw this it's like brad pitt george clooney and uh, matt damon are all in italy promoting different movies but they're all yeah. in italy and uh this is the hype of like brad Jolina and people right. were um like getting really annoyed uh, brad pitt was getting really annoyed because the came same question he kept on getting is when are you going to marry Angelina Jolie? When are you going to marry Angelina Jolie? So, like, at one point, he goes, like, you know what? I'm going to marry Angelina when George marries his boyfriend. And um, Matt Damon is then getting interviewed. And he goes, like, is it true what Brad Pitt say? And then he's like, and so instead of, like, going, well, what did he say? He just goes, of course it's true. <laughs> so you're telling me. That George, like, just imagine this with like an Italian accent. So you're just, you're telling me that George Clooney has a boyfriend, and he, he's just like, I guess that's what I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we like him. He's great. And he goes like, and then like they might get married. He goes like, well, we've been on the, we've been on him about this forever. And so later in the like the, this whole press junket, George Clooney's like answering like fan questions, like a big fucking place, and a guy stands up and goes, George. I am gay. And he goes like, uh-huh. And you <laughs> are gay. So if you must choose, choose me. <laughs> this whole fucking thing of just like being sick and tired of being asked the exact same fucking thing. Love it. Yeah. 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 It's fun to take people in directions. <laughs> yeah. And like I, I do that shit like to fuck with like my friends or all that. Like of course. Like, or sometimes like I'll go to like guys that I know get along great and I go like, you know, he told me he could kick your ass and just be like, fucking, what did he say? And I'm just like, and then I just watch the fucking problem ensue. Wow, Tom. <laughs> sometimes no, you get funny. bored. Yeah. What do you do, right? What do you do? That's funny. Yeah. Um, well, sir, I think that might be a wrap. I, I know you got is, places man. to be, things to do. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, I uh, appreciate you making the time for this one. I know the, the schedule is a little bit tight, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I'll catch you on the flip-flop, and uh, we'll Perfect. see you next week. Well, this has been Two Sides of the Story. I'm Sean Sides. You don't want to say the rest of it? Uh, I didn't know if I should keep going. I realized that I was like, this has been one side of the story. I'm Sean Sides part. Yeah, you were doing so wrecked. well at doing. I need you to leave me out sometimes because I just can't fucking most. I'm keeping this all in there because you were doing Fuck. so well. I'm going to use this just to ridicule you. Oh yeah, you just leave it in, of right. course. But yeah. damn it, I, I've been but on you a, had a. You had a fucking hot streak. Oh man, like ten episodes at least in a row. Yeah, where you I had a very good streak. It's a shame yeah. that it's over now.
It is uh, over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you want to give it another shot? No, you go. <laughs> well, that's been two sides of the story this week. I'm Tom Sides, and this has been one side of the story. And I'm Sean Sides, and this has been one side of the story. Have a great week, everyone. Live long and prosper. Have a good week. Shit. <laughs> Sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story. On TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod. And if you want to send us an email, send it to two sides of the story pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.